Lance with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver. The Lone Ranger. Before this exciting adventure, a word from our sponsor. General Mills, makers of Cheerios, the oat cereal that's ready to eat, Betty Crocker mixes, and Wheaties, the breakfast of champions. Present by special recording, The Lone Ranger. Say, kids, did you know that Betty Crocker made up her new peanut delight cake mix just for you? That's right. Betty Crocker knows how you go for the flavor of peanuts. The real fresh roasted peanuts you get at a circus. Mmm. So she put that same exciting real peanut flavor in her new Betty Crocker Peanut Delight Cake Mix. It's the first cake mix ever made with butter from fresh roasted peanuts. And is it ever wonderful? A big, golden, more fun than a circus kind of cake. With a delicate flavor of fresh roasted peanuts in every bite. Everybody's happy that Betty Crocker's new Peanut Delight Cake Mix came to town. Especially Mom. Because it's so easy to bake. All the good things are right in the mix. You just add water and two fresh eggs for a perfect cake every time you bake. Cake after cake after cake. It's guaranteed perfect by Betty Crocker of General Mills, Minneapolis. Have Mom bake a Peanut Delight Cake real soon, huh? With his faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode the trail outside of the town of Dove Creek. Suddenly... Gary, I want to help you. 
My Indian friend is waiting back there. Will you come with me and tell us everything that happened this morning? Well, I... I'll holster my gun. Pick up yours, Gary. Then we go meet Toto and talk things over. Old Ranger and Gary join Toto. Then they camped in the clearing nearby. When the youth finally realized the masked man and Indian were not going to harm him, he talked freely. I was coming west with my older brother, Frank. He was in charge of the four wagons. Yes? Just after dawn this morning, I, I was riding behind the wagons when Indians, led by a masked man on a white horse, came over a rise, yelling and shooting. I see. I, I jumped from my horse and ran into a grove where I hid in the thick brush. When the fight ended, my brother and the others were dead. Wagons burned. Oh, I'm sorry. Indians took the horses, all except mine. I found him back in the woods. Gary, we're terribly sorry about what happened. If you will trust us, we'll take care of you for a while. But I'm all mixed up. You were a mask and ride a white horse. Listen, Gary. Tom and I came to this territory hoping to find a notorious outlaw named Carl Keel. He's a German and speaks with an accent. Say, I remember hearing him shouting orders. And he did talk strange-like. Oh, he sure that kill, Bobby. Then see him wear a mask, ride white horse. Yes, Toto. Gary, while you have food and get some needed rest, Toto and I'll ride to where the attack took place. Perhaps we'll be able to pick up Keel's trail from there. After Gary had eaten and had been made comfortable in a lean-to... The Lone Ranger and Toto left the camp and followed Gary's back trail toward the scene of the attack. As they rode over a rise, Toto pointed and spoke. Look, Kimasabi, many men digging near burned wagon. Moses, Must be men from nearby ranches making graves for the victims of the attack. Ah, but them spoiled trail left by ones who attack wagon. Yes. Well, we'll leave before we're seen. Come on, Silver. In amongst We'll return to camp and see how Gary is. Perhaps this afternoon you might hear some news of Keel and Dove Creek. Uh-huh. Take Gary with you and have him report the attack to the sheriff. Uh-huh. All right, let's hurry. That afternoon, Toto and Gary Biggs rode to town to the sheriff's office, where Gary told of the attack. The next day, in a secluded cabin a few miles back in the hills, Carl Keel looked up as a fierce-looking Indian entered. Mm. Well, Tugo, you bring news, perhaps? Uh, Miss scout many miles east. See, other wagon train coming west. It may be reached plain where trail cross in morning. Oh, <laughs> ah, that is good, Tugo, very good. It was a smart idea to join your gang of ten renegade braves with my eight men. <laughs> Neither group alone was strong enough to attack the wagons. Oh. It was also smart to have my men disguise themselves as Indians. It's more confusing and terrifying to the pioneers we attack. We'll give the wagon train you saw a warm welcome to go. Braves, be ready. You give horses and guns... Like before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Indians get all the horses and guns, and my men and I are to take whatever else they is worth taking. Uh, my uh, 
My men are already at your camp, so tell him the attack in the morning. And later you and I will meet here and make definite plans. That morning, the Lone Ranger and Tonto again tried to find Keel's trail. Gary Biggs, who stayed at the camp to rest, decided to take a ride. He rode into the hills and finally stopped on a ridge overlooking a small valley where the Indians were camped. Hold there, hold, hold there. Maybe they're the ones who attacked our wagons. The youth crouched behind the brush as he paused to survey the camp below. Suddenly... Oh, not move. What? We have knife at back. Hey, that knife, take it away. Why, you spy on Brave? Uh, I'm not spying. That's not good. You get on horse. Come with Pugo. Now, wait a minute. Say get on horse. All right, don't use that knife. Easy. Oh, look, I wasn't spying. I just... You not talk. We'd take it to pale face boss, man. Soon, Gary and Tugo reached Keel's cabin. The Indian shoved the youth ahead of him, saying, You go into cabin. Tugo, who is this you bring here? Him spy on Indian camp in Valley. Oh. Tie him up. After we find out who sent him to spy on the Indian camp, you'll get rid of him. Tugo tied Gary securely. Then Carl questioned him carefully and at great length. Gary, fearing for his life, told of events up to the time Tugo had surprised him on the ridge. Finally, Carl turned to Tugo, saying, He tells of staying in camp with two men. And masked men in an Indian who are searching for me, Tugo. Me not, Savvy. No, but I do. The men he speaks of have looked for me before. And because of them, my friend, I left the Pecos territory. It's not good, then, so close. You're right. The masked one is the Lone Ranger. Be here of mask one, all right. Big white stallion. Him plenty bad medicine. Yeah. <laughs> but he and his friend, the Indian, will stop a bullet like any other man. Perhaps it will be better if we get to them before they find us. We'll leave this young man here and go to the place on the ridge where you found him. Why we go there? To follow his trail back to the masked man's camp. They will not be expecting us to hunt for them, Tuco. So we'll have the chance to shoot them from ambush. <laughs> The Lone Ranger and Toto returned to their camp. They found that the youth had left. Oh, Gary's horse gone, Kimasabi. And him not mean to. A young man his age gets restless, Toto. He must have gone for a ride. Uh, him come back soon, maybe. Gary's been through a lot for one so young. <laughs> Silver's warning is of danger. Uh, him look. man and Indian walked nonchalantly toward the boulders. Then as they suddenly sprang behind them. Silver's warning saved us from being ambushed. We returned the fire. You think 
Detective, too. Yes. And right away, through wood. We'll follow them. Come on. Easy, Senator John. Easy, brother. Nothing left. Come Carl Keel and Tugo rode through the woods and over a hill to the main trail. Later, as they turned onto a branch trail, Tugo spoke. You think they follow us? Yeah, we must stay well ahead of them, Tugo. We'll go to the Indian camp in the valley. Then, if the masked man and his friend appear, they'll ride into trouble. Get up there! Come on. Continue our Lone Ranger adventure in just a moment. For your health's sake, enjoy a big bowl full of cereal and milk every morning. Quick to prepare, economical to serve, and delicious to eat. It's nature's winning combination for flavor and nutrition. Every serving of cereal and milk gives you essential vitamins, minerals, and quickly available food energy. Every serving gives you the delicious flavor of your favorite cereal and the cool refreshment of fresh whole milk. Yes, cereal and milk are natural partners working for you. So put them to work on your breakfast table every morning. It's the energy way to start the day. Niacin, iron, thiamine, protein, calcium, all the vital nutrients you need for work or play are to be found in one ounce of good grain cereal and one half cup of milk. So remember cereal and milk when you plan breakfast. Make them an important part of every breakfast you serve. to continue. As the Lone Ranger and Tonto reached the main trail, they saw the two outlaws turn onto a branch trail and disappear over a rise. At that moment, the masked man and Indian saw the sheriff and posse approaching. They stopped, and after the Lone Ranger identified himself, told about Keel and Tugo. Then, joined by the posse, they continued after the two men. Delaying of the Lone Ranger and Tonto allowed Carl and Hugo to reach the valley and arouse the Indians. After telling them to capture and torture the two men who might be following him and Tugo, Carl spoke to Tugo. Tugo, I'll stay here while you go bring the young man from my cabin. Why you want the young brave here? I want him to watch while this masked friend and the Indian burn at the stake. Uh, then him burn is sacrifice to Thunderbird Spirit. <laughs> Hurry, Tuco. By the time you get back, we'll have the masked man and his Indian friend as captives. The Lone Ranger and the posse followed the tracks left by the horses of the German and the renegade. As they neared the entrance to the valley, Tonto signaled a halt. Oh, Kim Kimsabi. Yes? That friendly China Indian near. Oh, I've noticed, Tonto. He leaves here. What'll we do? We'll have Tonto scout ahead before we go any further. Mm, that's a good idea. He's just got this if We go on foot. Not be long. Tonto disappeared into the sagebrush like a shadow. In about ten minutes, he returned. Here comes Tonto now. Yes. It's keep 
good for me go on ahead of Puffy. What did you find out? Braves and war paint camped in small valley ahead. What? We not see any squaws or dogs. That means it's a war party. Ah. They're about 20 brave. They must be the Indians. Keel led in the wagon attack. No doubt about it. We got 18 men. If we can take those renegades by surprise... I'm sure we can, Sheriff. Deputy. Yes, sir. Take half the men and follow Tonto along the ridge to the other end of the valley. Then move him that way. All right, Chief. Stay there till you get a signal of three shots in quick succession. Right. Otto, you and the deputy keep a sharp lookout. If you're discovered, you give us the signal. Then ride into the valley from the far end, shooting. We'll wait here and keep them from escaping at this end of the valley. At the Indian camp, Carl waited in one of the wigwams and watched through the opening as the Braves mounted Mustangs and rode toward the valley entrance, through which the Lone Ranger and Tonto were expected to approach. <laughs> that masked man and his Indian friend will get a reception they didn't expect. I'm sure they'll follow our trail to this camp. Carl was suddenly startled when... But... The shots were followed by the yipping of the posse men as they rode into the valley from both ends. Stepping quickly from the wigwam, Carl took in the situation at a glance. Uh, the Indians are trapped. The masked man has brought others with him. I'll try to escape up the slope. Carl ran around the wigwam to his horse. Get up there. Come on. headed toward the steep slope at the side of the valley, hoping to escape during the excitement. But the Lone Ranger saw him, and leaving Tonto and the posse to subdue the renegades, he started after Keel. After Carl reached the brush-covered slope, he turned and looked back. Best man is after me. Carl's aim was affected by his panic and by the movements of his horse, and his bullets went wild. The Lone Ranger, aware of the situation, withheld his fire and bent low over his great stallion's neck as he urged him onward. Faster, big fella! Faster! As Silver increased his speed, the fleeing outlaw once more turned and fired. His gun must be empty now. Come on, Silver! The gap that separated the Lone Ranger from Carl steadily closed. Then Silver moved alongside the outlaw's horse, and with a mighty lunge, the Lone Ranger sprang toward Carl. Get off that horse! No! <laughs> He dragged the outlaw from the saddle. Both men were well built and muscular, and as they struck the ground, Carl landed on top, momentarily having the advantage. He raised his empty gun over his head. It's my friend will break your skull. Drop. The Lone Ranger grabbed Carl's upraised arm, and the veins stood out for a moment on the necks and arms of both men as they struggled. No. With a sudden lunge, the Lone Ranger rolled on top of Carl and pinned the German's strong arms to the ground. For a moment, he stared down into Carl's hate-filled eyes. Then the masked man suddenly loosened his grip on one arm and swung a heavy blow to the outlaw's jaw. This should do it. Get to your feet. Pulling the stunned outlaw to his feet, the Lone Ranger quickly used his lariat to tie Carl securely. I will hold you, Keel. The posse has subdued your Indian friends. I'll take you down there and turn you over to the sheriff. With Silver walking behind him, the masked man approached the posse with his prisoner, and the men greeted him with enthusiasm. Easy, Silver, easy. Sheriff, this is Carl Keel. Clay Fender, I'm sure glad you got him. I saw you fighting up on the slope, and I was a little worried. You not have to worry, Sheriff. <laughs> so I see. That's him, Sorry. Yes. We learned from Brave that Indian named Tuco go to bring Gary here. 
He find out Keel Indian catch Gary this morning. Take him to Keel's hideout. How do you know he's Gary? Keel tell Indians and capture young fella who escaped from wagon attack. Then it must be Gary they captured. Ah. Keel, where's that hideout? Speak up, where is it? A mile to the south on the branch trail. Sheriff Totonago will find that Indian to go and Gary Biggs. We'll meet you at the junction of the main trail and the branch trail, where we turned off to come here. All right, Monsieur, you'll see you later. Half an hour later, the sheriff and the posse men heard hooves approaching the junction where they were waiting. Hey, Sheriff, here comes the masked man and his Indian friend. By yes. golly, they had the young man and an Indian with him. This is the Indian Tugo, who rode with Carl Keel. We met him heading for the valley with Gary Bates. Did you have any trouble? Uh, Tugo saw him coming. He was fixing the fire when the masked man shot the gun right out of his hand. Are you all right, young fella? Oh, yes, Sheriff. By the way, Mr. Hayden, after you and Tonto left, we found out something interesting. Oh, what, Sheriff? Eight of those prisoners aren't Indians at all. They're white men disguised as Redskins. Must have been the members of Keel's gang. Yes, and that explains something that puzzled me. I couldn't figure out why a band of Indians would need Keel to lead them in the attacks on the wagons. The fact that Keel's men are with them clears up that point. Without them to help... The Indians didn't have enough men to risk an attack. That's about the size of it, Missy. Baby, wait, young fella. What do you intend to do from now on? Ride with the masked man in Tonto? I'll answer that, Sheriff. Gary wants to stay in Dove Creek if he finds a home. Well, in that case, he can live with me and my wife. We'll be glad to have him. Adios, Sheriff. Adios, everybody. Hello, Hello Missy. We'll stop to see you now and then, Gary. Let's go, Tonto. We'll get in. There they go. But they won't forget you, I'm sure of that. They're the finest men I ever met, Sheriff. Believe me, I'll never forget the Lone Ranger. Copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated is produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Your announcer, Fred Foy. Listen to the Lone Ranger brought to you by special recording Mondays through Fridays at this same time. <laughs>